Well, hey everyone, it is so good to be with you. Welcome to everyone in the room with me and to everyone joining in various locations. Hello, welcome to everyone at Blackhawk Downtown, Blackhawk Fitchburg, and also those with Blackhawk Chinese Ministry, the Traditions Venue, and Gospel Fusion. It is so great that we can all come together and gather in this way. And to those of you who are just watching at home, welcome. If I haven't had the chance to meet you yet, my name is Lynn, and I work with the College Age Ministry and also the 20s and 30s Ministry here at Blackhawk. And it is so great to get to be here with you today. Now, I'd like to begin with a question, and my question is this. Have you ever thought to yourself, wow, it would just be so great <laughs> if I could just be in person with Jesus. Like, wow, that would just really make my life easier if I could just get some FaceTime with him, maybe go over a list of questions I have, clear up some things I'm wondering about. Like, how amazing would it be if we could be in person with Jesus? Have you ever thought something like that before? I know I've thought this way before. Well, it's interesting the disciples, they were with the living Jesus. They were with him in person. They were face to face with him. They were doing life with him. They were eating meals with him. They could ask him their questions. But you might be surprised by how that played out. We are jumping in today looking at a passage in the Bible that chances are many of us are familiar with. It's in John chapter 16. And in John chapter 16, we find Jesus and he's gathered with his followers and he's preparing them for some things that are about to happen. See, they didn't understand that Jesus was about to be crucified and resurrected, but there's something else that Jesus said that would have been very difficult for them to understand. Let's look together in John chapter 16. Jesus says, but very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Okay, so these guys, they lived with Jesus. They knew Jesus well, right? He was their friend. They were doing life with him. And Jesus is explaining to them that he's about to leave them to go to the Father, and he's like, but guess what? This is actually a good thing. It's actually for your good that I am going away. Now, I wasn't there, but I imagine the disciples had all types of questions in this moment just running through their minds. Like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? Like, you're Jesus. Like anybody else here we could lose, but you're our guy. We need you here. How could it possibly be good or somehow better? that Jesus would leave. Well, let's look again at what Jesus says. He says, unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Okay, so who's the advocate? He must be a pretty big deal. Well, the advocate is the Holy Spirit. Jesus is saying, look, if you really understood what's about to be given to you, if you really understood, you would actually be glad that I'm leaving because there's something better than having me physically with you. It's actually better that you would have the Holy Spirit inside of you. And I wonder if the disciples were left wondering, what exactly is Jesus saying? 
right? To them, being with Jesus, that was the absolute best. He's God with us. They were with God. They had their eyes on him. They were watching him. They were following him, emulating him. He was like their star. Well, hey, everybody. Today is August 8th. It's the last day of the Olympics, right? Anybody been watching the Olympics? It is the last day of the Olympics, and you know what? Over the last two weeks, we have seen so many amazing stars. We've been watching them. We've had our eyes on them. We've seen these athletes as they've been competing at the highest level, and honestly, it's been incredible. Maybe you've been watching in your home. We've had it on. We've been watching highlights when we can but it is so cool to see these athletes and to see how amazing they are. It's been all about the athletes. But you know who we don't talk about as much? The coaches, right? Coaches, they don't get the same attention as the athletes. You know, they aren't the ones getting the medals. They aren't the ones with the thousands of followers on social media. Yet the coach is always working behind the scenes. Right, the coach is the one who's encouraging and training and investing and pushing the athlete forward. More often than not, behind a great athlete, there's a great coach, right? For those of us today who have placed our faith in Jesus, if you've made the decision to follow Jesus, you have a personal coach who literally lives inside of you. He's with you day in and day out. Our coach is the Holy Spirit. He is the one with us, encouraging us, moving us, leading us, guiding us forward. He is the one who's thinking about our development, helping us to see our blind spots, pushing us forward. That's why Jesus said, it's better that I go because you're gonna have the Holy Spirit and he's gonna be like a personal coach who's with you at all times. And there is no one more excited about our development than the Holy Spirit. He's the best coach there is. You see, Jesus, he's God with us. But the Holy Spirit, he's God in us. He's God in us. He's right here with us. To those of you who are new or just joining us this week, we are going through a series this summer called Rooted where each week we are taking time to look at what our core beliefs are that we're rooted or grounded in as Christ followers. What is it that we really believe? What does it mean for our lives? If you haven't caught on yet, we're talking about the Holy Spirit this week. The Holy Spirit does a ton. There are so many ways that we could go this morning. But today we are going to focus on the Holy Spirit as we think of him kind of like a personal coach. What does it mean that the Holy Spirit is like a coach inside of us? How can we learn from him? How can we lean into him? What does that look like? And then if you're excited about the Holy Spirit, and honestly, even if you're not, we are kicking off a new series in several weeks where we are going to go through the book of Acts. And as we go through that book, we are going to learn all about the Holy Spirit. So this is just a teaser for something that's coming ahead. Now think about it. We just read that Jesus told his followers, it's actually better that I go because you're gonna get the Holy Spirit. Okay, so let's fast forward, let's speed ahead here. Soon after Jesus resurrected, he reappeared to his followers and look what he said to them in Luke. He told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. 
and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. So Jesus is reminding his followers, you guys are my witnesses. Your job, your mission is to take what you've seen, to take the gospel and to take it to the nations, to take it to the whole world. That's what I want your life to be about. Does this sound familiar to you? It should. This is the Great Commission, right? We talk about the Great Commission all the time here at Blackhawk. In fact, it has completely shaped our mission as a church. The mission of Blackhawk Church is to build a loving community that follows Christ in order to reach a community that is lost without him. You could add a line to the end of that statement that says, by the power of the Holy Spirit. We build a community to reach a community by the power of the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, we are completely powerless. Anything good that has ever come out of Black Hawk Church, it is not because of one person, it is not because of a group, it is because of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is reminding his followers, look, you guys are my witnesses, I've given you a mission, I'm going to empower you for it, but I want you to take this news to the world. But look again in verse 49, because honestly, Jesus tells them to do something that I think is just kind of funny. <laughs> he says, stay in the city though, until you've been clothed with power from on high. He's saying, stay in the city. Don't go anywhere, stay put. Don't even leave Jerusalem. Don't even leave the city. Not until you've been given power. Not until you've received the spirit. I think that for many of us, when we think of things that Jesus told the followers to do, we remember the word go. Go and make disciples. Go and be baptized. Go and tell the world. But not here. Here Jesus says, stay. You wait until you've been empowered. So this, the disciples did. They waited. And it's a really good thing that they did. Because eventually, as promised, they received the Holy Spirit on a day known as Pentecost. And on that day, by the power of the Holy Spirit coming on them, 3,000 people became believers that day. It's as though the coach showed up and the church was born. Okay, this was an amazing day, an amazing story. We're going to hear more about this, this very first mega church to ever come into existence in one day. We're going to hear more about this when we begin our series in Acts. So stay tuned for that. But this tells us something very important about the Holy Spirit. You see, we are completely dependent on him to build a community that loves and follows Christ. We are completely dependent on him. I think that many of us are familiar with the Holy Spirit, but I'm not sure that we give him enough credit. I'm not sure that we all necessarily grasp the fullness of what's being offered to us in the spirit. You see, when you place your faith in Jesus, when you decide to follow Jesus, you receive the Holy Spirit and he comes to live literally inside of you. You have complete access to God. You don't have to go anywhere to get to God. You don't need to go through any body to get to God. You don't need to do anything but just be. And he is in you. He's with you at all times. 
That's why Jesus is saying, it's better that I go, you get the Holy Spirit. He's gonna live with you. He's gonna walk with you and be with you at all times. Paul talks about the life of a believer and what it should look like. And he actually describes it as a life of walking by the Spirit, that we would actually walk by the Holy Spirit. Look what he says in Galatians 5. Paul says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit, he wants to empower you. He wants to use you for his mission. He empowers us and he transforms us as we walk with him, as we keep in step with him, as we follow his coaching. So for the rest of our time today, we're going to look at a few of the ways that the Holy Spirit is like a coach in our lives. What does it look like? What does it look like to live a life keeping in step with the Spirit, walking with him and following his coaching all the way through? Now, the first way that we'll look at happens to be my favorite. One of the ways that the Holy Spirit is like a coach in our lives is he helps make God personal to us. The Holy Spirit makes God personal to us. Now, maybe you're thinking, okay, well, like, what exactly does that mean? This is what it means. It means that the Holy Spirit wants to take everything that you know about God, everything that you know, and he wants to bring it to life inside of you. That what we read in the Bible, what we learn about him, that he would actually bring it to life. Look what's written in the book of Ephesians. He says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. You see, it's one thing to know about the love of God, but it's an entirely different thing to experience it. The Holy Spirit wants to help us with this. He wants to coach us, to help us, that we could understand the depth of God's love. He wants to help us to visualize and to know this reality that surpasses knowledge. Okay, it's more than just knowing. There's an experience to be had here. My husband, AJ, and I, we love the mountains. I don't know if there's any mountain people out there, but we love the mountains. I see some heads nodding. We love to hike, and so every year we love to take a trip out to Colorado. We pick a new town to stay in. We plan a few big hikes. It's just the best. Now, every year we go in July or August. So this year we didn't go because, I mean, I'm sure you can't tell, but I'm actually pregnant. <laughs> Uh, we're expecting a baby. I'm sure nobody can tell, but there you go. We decided not to put me on top of a mountain this year. That's the truth, but we will be going back. But with that, we take pictures every year. And so check these photos out from our most recent trip. Okay, these photos were taken on the top of Mount Cameron of the Decalibron Loop in Colorado. Maybe you're familiar. It's a seven and a half mile loop hike where you actually make it to the top of four 14ers in one day. Okay, now if you're not sure what a 14er is, a 14er just means that you are 14,000 feet above sea level. So, so you are like super high up. 
And in this one hike, we made it to the top of Mount Democrat, Mount Cameron, Mount Lincoln, and Mount Bross. And I just love it. I mean, just looking at these photos, I'm telling you, it just makes me want to go back. I want to go to the mountains when I look at that picture. Isn't it amazing? You know, we can probably all appreciate that this is a cool photo. We can probably all look at this picture of the mountains and go, yeah, that'd be pretty cool to be up there on top of a 14er to take that picture. But those of you who've been there, those of you who've experienced it, your reaction is totally different. You see, it's real to you. When you see a photo like this, you know what I'm talking about because you've experienced being on top of the mountain. There's a difference in the way a photo like this affects you. I remember years ago before I had ever hiked a mountain and I would hear the saying, the mountains are calling, I must go. And I used to think, that's a fun saying, you know, the, mount the mountains are calling, like, okay, like what? Okay, that's, that's fun. But now I get it because I get that feeling when I look at this photo. When I look at this photo, it evokes something in me. I remember my experience. I know what it's like. You see, when you know what it's like, when you've experienced hitting the trail before sunrise, breathing the thinning air in your lungs, to touch the snow at the top of the mountain, to look out at the stretch for miles, when you've experienced that, what you know becomes more real to you. It's not just knowledge, you've experienced it. Following Jesus is not all about knowledge. Following Jesus is not all about knowing the Bible. As followers of Jesus, we have access to experience the power of God through the Holy Spirit. He wants to help us by taking every single thing we know about God and bringing it to life in us so that this isn't just a book with words on a page, but that with the Holy Spirit, with his help and his coaching as we read it, we can actually begin to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. It surpasses knowledge. He brings it to life in us. The Holy Spirit, he wants to come in and he wants to help you that all of the things you know about God become real to you. He wants to empower you. Another thing the Holy Spirit wants to do, he wants to transform us. Now, full disclosure, this next thing the Holy Spirit does is not quite as exciting as the last one, but still very important. The Holy Spirit convicts us. Let me ask you, do you ever know that you shouldn't do something but you decide to do it anyway. For those of us who are followers of Jesus, is there something in your life that you know you shouldn't be doing, but you continue to do it anyway? The Holy Spirit, he's the one who brings these things into our mind. He's convicting us. Maybe he just brought something into your mind right now. He's like a coach saying, no, don't walk that, that way. Walk this way. Walk by the Spirit. Keep in step with the Spirit. He's coaching you. He's coaching me. Here's the deal. We have a personal coach who lives inside of us. He's with us day in and day out. 
but it's up to us how we respond to him. He's not going to force us to take his coaching, but he loves us and he's the best coach there is and he wants to transform us. Growing up, uh, I loved to play basketball and I was even pretty good. I know that you can't tell that right now and I can't exactly prove it, so you're just gonna have to take a word for it or just call my dad, he'll tell you. But I was pretty good at basketball. But there was one thing that really stood in my way and it had to do with my shot. See, somewhere down the line, I learned to hold the ball incorrectly. My form was off, and it was actually beginning to affect my ability to make baskets. And my coach, well, he noticed. And so he came to me and he said, you know, I want to work with you one-on-one in addition to our team practice. And, you know, he, he wanted to help me to, to fix my form. He was convinced if I could just learn to hold the ball correctly, bend my knees the way I'm supposed to, it would transform me as a player, transform my ability on the court and really change things for our team. And I remember thinking, oh, like, do we really have to do this? <laughs> seems like a lot of work. Can't I just keep holding the ball the way I always have been? But he was determined to help me. Maybe you've had a coach like that in your life. He was determined to help me. He wanted to help me get better. So we started meeting one-on-one. And to be honest, I was pretty frustrated at first. (laughs) All of a sudden, we were messing with my shot and I wasn't making any of my baskets anymore. And I thought, can't I just hold the ball the way I want to? You see, my coach, he was showing me something that I was off in. He wanted to help me in the long run, so he was showing me something I was off in, and you know what my natural reaction was? My reaction was to resist it. Hello, everybody. I'm Lynn Beanick, and sometimes I resist correction. (laughs) You can just ask my husband. It's true. I don't really like being corrected. Maybe there are some people out there who do, but I'm guessing. Anybody else struggle? Not really like... You know, maybe you resist correction. Well, I continued to meet with my coach, and with time, my form did begin to improve, and eventually I was making baskets again, and soon I was making even more than I was when we first set out. You know, it turns out my coach knew what he was doing. He was a pretty good coach. Our coach is the Holy Spirit, and sometimes he convicts us when we're out of step with him. When our form is off, he shows us, oh no, don't walk that way, walk this way. Walk by the Spirit. Let me ask you, is there something in your life right now that the Holy Spirit is coaching you in and you're resisting it? I get it, I resist correction, but is there something in your life right now that the Holy Spirit wants to do? There's a reality for all of us. The Holy Spirit wants to transform us but we have to participate. We have a role to play here. This leads us to a third thing that the Holy Spirit helps us with. The Holy Spirit empowers us for his mission. He empowers us for the mission. Now, I'm willing to bet that there may be some of us here today, some of you watching online, where you might say, you know what? I don't think I'm resisting the Holy Spirit's coaching in my life in some big way. I'm doing my best. In fact, I'm doing my best all around to follow Jesus, yet I'm not really experiencing his power in my life. Like you read that, the Holy Spirit empowers us for the mission, and you go, I don't really feel empowered. I'm not seeing God's power in my life, so what's with that? Let me just say that if that's you today, I know that that can be a very difficult place to be. 
when you feel like you are doing your best to follow Jesus, you're doing all the things, but you're just not experiencing power. You can't see how he's at work in your life. Now, I don't know your exact situation, so I can't speak directly to that. But with that, I do want to put a question out there for us all to consider. And my question is this. How are you living your life? Are you living your life in a way that requires Holy Spirit empowerment? Are you living your life stepping out in faith? You know, think about it. Do we need Holy Spirit empowerment for everyday things that we do, like waking up and eating breakfast, maybe going to work or school, coming home, you know, eating dinner, going to bed, repeat the next day? Do we need Holy Spirit empowerment? for these everyday things that we do. Probably not a ton on most days. On most days, we can do these things, right? We can do these things pretty well on most days when we're not struggling in some big way. You know, I think about the fall and I think about the things that we're looking forward to, the things we're excited about. There's one thing I'm really excited about this fall. And yes, I am excited about the baby, but that's actually not what I'm talking about right now. I am really excited for my fall TV shows to come back. I don't know if anybody else has a good TV show. You're just eager to see what happens. But my shows, I am excited for season 23 of Law and Order. Like, that is my show. I've seen every episode. I'm all in. Don't get me going on Grey's Anatomy. These are my shows. I'm telling you, you could set me on the couch and just leave me, and I will be perfectly content with my shows. But you know what? Being on the couch watching my shows, that doesn't really require that much Holy Spirit empowerment either. So ask yourself, am I living my life in a way that requires I be empowered by the Spirit. When's the last time you shared your faith with somebody <laughs> or decided to be generous in some way that went well outside of your comfort zone? When's the last time you invested in somebody or gave in some way that stretched you? You see, when we start living on mission, when we start taking these steps of faith, the Holy Spirit will empower us that's when we start to see the Holy Spirit at work in our lives. It doesn't usually happen from the couch, at least not my couch. The Holy Spirit, he's like our coach, and he wants us to get in the game. And when we do, he will empower us. Christianity, it's kind of like a team sport. You know, the Holy Spirit, he's working with us as individuals, he's transforming us, and then he's working us together as a team. When we walk by the Spirit, he's going to guide us into situations and relationships and places where he's going to use us for the sake of the mission. Sometimes we don't even know the role that we play on the team. More than 10 years ago, I was in college um, right here in Madison, and I had a job working in retail. And there was a guy who came and got a job with us, a seasonal job. His name was Andre, and Andre was here from Russia. And I remember, for I don't know what reason, I just felt this really strong tug to pray for Andre and to pray for opportunities to get to share my faith with him. So I would pray, and sure enough, Andre and I were having conversations regularly about faith. 
Well, at the same time in my life, I was living in this big community house downtown with like 30 other Christ followers. Okay, it's a lot of people in that house. And my friend Joe lived in the house. And so Joe and I would kind of talk, we'd share stories about what we saw God doing in our lives and what the things were that we were praying for. And so I shared with Joe about my friend Andre and how I was just praying for him, right? And, and Joe shared with me that he had a friend that he worked with at a coffee shop named Andy. And so he said, you know, I'm feeling a similar tug to pray for him. So Joe and I would go back and forth. We would share some updates and we would just pray for our two friends. We would pray for Andre and we would pray for Andy. This sort of thing went on for months. Well, one day Joe said he was going to bring his friend by the house and I was excited. I thought, this is great. I'm going to meet this guy who I've been praying for. Can't wait. I'm ready. And I'll never forget it because there was Joe and right there next to him was Andre, the guy that I worked with at the store. And I go, well, wait a minute. How do you, how do you guys know each other? And he said, well, we work at the coffee shop together. How, how do you guys know each other? And I realized in that moment that we'd been praying for the same guy all along. We'd been praying for the same guy for months without even realizing it. You see, Andre was here from Russia. He had a job working in retail and he had a job at a coffee shop. He used his Russian name at the store where we worked and his English name at the coffee shop, different names, same guy. We'd been praying for the same guy all along. You guys, we have such a big God. We have such a big God. I had no idea that anyone else on the planet was praying for my friend Andre, but the Holy Spirit, he was nudging someone right under my own roof to be praying for him too. I love getting to share this story with you today. It encourages me. I hope it encourages you. I did change their names just for the sake of their privacy today, but this really happened. The Holy Spirit, he is working. He is using people all over the place, all of the time, all for the sake of the mission. He's orchestrating relationships and events in ways that we can't even comprehend. Christianity really is like a team sport. He's transforming us individually. He's working with us as a team and he's using us as he grows his kingdom. Now, maybe you're wondering, wait a minute, how did the story end? Like whatever happened with Andre? And I'd love to tell you the ending. I'd love to tell you that Andre came to faith in Jesus and his life was completely changed. You should see him today. But the truth is, I don't know the ending. I'm not even sure where Andre is today. But I have no doubt in my mind that the Holy Spirit was working. You see, sometimes we get a glimpse of what the Holy Spirit is up to, like I did with my friend we get to see how empowered we are when we walk by the Spirit. But a lot of the times, we have no clue how the Holy Spirit is orchestrating events. But he is. He's always working and he wants to empower us for his mission. We have a role to play on the team. So how do we live our lives rooted in the Holy Spirit? Honestly, I think it begins with living with an awareness of him. Waking up, thinking about him and following his coaching as he leads us during the day. I think it's about an awareness of him. Some of us today, we've been going about our lives without even realizing that we have a personal coach who is literally with us and in us at all times, but you do. You have the Holy Spirit when you follow Jesus. 
And he is going to lead you and develop you and use you in ways you can't imagine. For others today, maybe we've realized, you know what, there's an area of my life where I've been resisting the Holy Spirit's coaching. You know what it is. It's been on your mind since we were talking about it. And maybe you're ready to do something about that today. You're ready to follow his coaching. If that's you, praise God. It means he's transforming you. But for all of us, I want to challenge everyone. What might happen if we were to begin our day with a prayer? God, what are you teaching me? And how do you want to use me for your mission? What are you teaching me today? And how do you want to use me for your mission? When we start taking steps of faith, when we start living in a way that requires Holy Spirit empowerment, he is showing up. He is all about the mission. He wants to empower you. Do you want to see God at work in your life? Do you want to see his power? Pray this prayer. God, what are you teaching me? And how do you want to use me for your mission? Some of you may be thinking, that sounds so good. Like, I'm in. I want to see God's power in my life. I want to be used. Where do I start? A great place to start is right where you're at. What do you do during the day? Where do you work? Maybe you work in retail or in a coffee shop or in an office or a bank or a clinic. Guess what? God wants to use you there. You're purposed right where you're at and you have a role to play. God wants to use you and empower you for his mission. Who are the people that are in proximity to you? Who do you cross paths with during your week? I'm talking about your neighbors, delivery drivers, grocery store workers, salespeople. Who are the people in your very own neighborhood? You are purposed right where you're at. God wants to use you. He wants to empower you. He wants to use us in ways beyond what we can even imagine. Would you pray with me? God, I thank you so much for this chance to learn about you and to worship you, Holy Spirit. God, I pray that you would be moving in all of us. Help us to understand what it is that you're teaching us. God, I pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you would be bringing to life the things inside of us that we know about you, Jesus. I pray that we would feel the fullness, Lord, that we have access to you right in this very moment. We don't have to go anywhere. We don't have to do anything, but right where we're at, Lord, we have access to you. I pray, God, for our church and our community. I pray that you would be empowering us and transforming us to live lives on mission. And I pray that our city would look different because of it. I pray, God, for every person here that we would sense your presence here today. We thank you, Jesus. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.